Yo, today's QOD is life is about choices. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We've got Darren Hardy on the show today. He's the author of one of my favorite books, The Compound Effect. And what he's going to talk about is pretty much my philosophy on life, which is this. Little by little, a little becomes a lot. And those littles are the little choices that you make every single day. Just those little choices over time add up to a lot. So when you change those choices and you decide to do something different, you decide to do something new and you do it consistently, you'll change your entire life. Here's Darren. So let's start at the very root cause of all your outcomes. If I were to ask you, what's the root control factor to all the results in your life? There's only one thing that determines all your outcomes. What is that? You see, we all come in here exactly the same, right? Everybody, we come in naked, scared, and ignorant. (laughs) Now, some people come in a little uglier. I admit, you saw my baby photo, ugly, right? Now, past that, it's all the same, naked, scared, and ignorant. And there's only one thing that you do after that that determines all your results. Only one thing will determine whether you end up living here or whether you end up living here. There's only one thing that will determine whether you end up driving this or whether you end up driving this. One factor will determine whether at the end of a long life you end up divorced, broke, and despondent, or you end up in a marriage of incredible intimacy of 50 plus years and great abundance. There's only one thing that will determine whether you get to send your children and grandchildren to the greatest universities in the world, ones that you could never have gone to yourself, or they can't go even if they qualified to go because you can't afford to send them. There's only one thing will determine whether you get to donate to your charity to your greatest heart's content, travel the world in five-star luxury wherever you go. As Curly from City Slicker said, it all comes down to one, one thing. What's the one thing? Well, holy crap, it's a good thing I came here today. (laughs) If your whole life's coming down to one thing and you're asked, what is it? And you're like, ah. (laughs) It all comes down to choices. You see, right now, here's what's fascinating. Right now, as you sit there in your chair, your whole life, since you came in naked, scared, and ignorant, is nothing but the accumulated compound effect of the choices you've made up to this moment. Do you realize that? Right now, your waistline is nothing but the accumulated compound effect of the choices you've made up to this moment. That's the same thing with your bank account. That's the same thing with the intimacy in all your relationships. It's nothing but the compound effect of all the choices you've made up to this moment. So if we're going to change the trajectory of your life from this moment forward, we got to go to the root cause. And the root cause is choices. So now you might be, and that's the first line of code we need to rewire in the operating system. But now you might be asking yourself, well, which choices, right? 
Because we're faced with hundreds of choices all day throughout the day. And this is where a lot of people get it wrong because they think it's the big choices, right? Who they marry, where they go to school, and all the rest of that. And they overlook the thing that actually causes and creates that trajectory change in their life. How many people here have ever been bit by an elephant? Nobody, right? Well, how about a mosquito? Anybody been bit by a mosquito? Do you realize this is the number one threat to our animal species? The mosquito. It's see, nature provides clues. It's the little things that will bite you and could kill you. Same thing when it comes to choices. It's the little choices in life that will bite you and could kill your potential and your ability to succeed. There's 7 billion some odd people on the planet now, and as publisher of Success, I was only able to pick 12 people to appear on the cover of Success. 12 out of 7 billion, that's pretty rarefied air. So the question I was always asked is, okay, well, what, what did these people do that the other 7 billion people not do? And what I want to do is I want to clear up what people thought it was, because everybody had their hypothesis of why those people ended up on the cover of Success versus everybody else. Here is what Success is not a result of. It is not a result of heroic feats. Anybody you ever saw on the cover of Success, they didn't do anything heroic. Their whole trajectory getting to that cover. It is not a result of grand acts of bravery. There's another American myth. Just leap and grow wings on the way down. <laughs> they put those people in rubber rooms, man. No, that's not the way it works. No act of, grand act of bravery necessary. And it is not quantum leaps. That's like this overnight success story. I know it looks like it was overnight. You didn't see the 20, 30 years of grinding, painful effort that went before that. No, no, no. There's no quantum leaps of what caused and created their ability to get there. Let me give you the answer, though. This is the answer everybody was looking for and asking the question. Success is a result of this. Small, seemingly insignificant, moment-to-moment -moment choices. You see, that's not very sexy, you can't put that on an infomercial and just sell things out the back end, right? No, but that actually is the answer. Small, seemingly insignificant choices like at lunch, you go to the restaurant and you're presented with a menu. Now, what, what is a menu? Choices. It's just a list of choices, right? Small choices like do you pick the hamburger and fries or do you pick the salad? Now you're thinking, well, that doesn't seem like a success magazine cover worthy decision. I'm telling you, it is. Small, seemingly insignificant choices like at the end of a long, hard day, you're tired, you're exhausted, you just want to go home and, and, and watch your favorite sitcom. Do you go to the gym or do you rush home and watch American Idol? Other people living out their dreams, right? Small, seemingly insignificant choices like in the heat of an argument to say, I've just, I've had it, I don't want to talk about this anymore, and you leave the room? Or do you spin on your heel and say, I'm sorry? Small, seemingly insignificant choices like in a networking event. Do you walk across the room and introduce yourself to that person you've always wanted to meet, but you've been too scared to do so? Or do you hunker down in fear one more time? At the end of the day, do you push yourself to make two or three more calls or do you just call it a day? You see, these small, seemingly insignificant moment-to-moment -moment choices add up to big, huge, gargantuan differences in results. Now, this is hard for a lot of people to get their head around. Let me, just, let me give you an, uh, an analogy here. If I gave you a choice of a single penny, a penny that you could find on the street that doubles every day for 31 days, 
or a million dollars in cash right now, how many people would pick the million dollars in cash? Okay, tough crowd, all right. Let me sweeten the offer here. Pennies doubles every day for 31 days or $2 million in net present value cash right now. How many people picked the $2 million in cash? Got a few more takers. Okay, last offer. You know this math's gonna turn on you at some point, right? Penny doubles every day for 31 days or $3 million in cash right now. How many people picked the $3 million in cash? Okay, well, let's just say that you're like, hey, I think there's something about the small thing going big. I'm just gonna stick with the penny no matter what. And let's just say you picked the penny, okay? But your neighbor picked the $3 million in cash. Let's just see how this works out. This is really important note for the mortgage people in the room to take too, by the way, okay? So here's how this works out. By day five, that penny is worth a lousy 16 cents. You got 16 pennies in your hand, and yet you can hear next door your neighbor has got the thump of the bass because they're partying like a rock star over there, right? By day 10, your lousy penny is worth $5.12. You can't even go to McDonald's and buy a Happy Meal. Yet they're on the yacht with Robin Leach having champagne wishes and caviar dreams, right? By day 20, your penny is worth a paltry $5,242. And they got their three million bucks. By day 31, though, that penny is worth $10,737,000 against their paltry $3 million in cash. You see, this is why Einstein called compound interest, the eighth wonder of the world. And compound choices works exactly the same, which is the reason why I call compound choices the eighth wonder of the success world. You see, the math between day one and day two is exactly the same math between day 30 and day 31. You see, the choice between day one and day two is exactly the same choice on day 30 and day 31. But the compound accumulated effect of those choices created massive difference in results. To make this more practical for you, let's just take three friends. They all graduated from the same university. They moved out to the burbs. They got the house backed up off the street, white picket fence, 2.2 children, right? Driving the Volvo, whatever. Making $50,000 a year. Now we've got Scott who was out in the airport. Somebody left an old copy of the compound effect in the front seat of a plane and he starts to read. He's like, yeah, I might try some of this stuff here, right? So here's what Scott's gonna do. When he gets up in the morning, instead of reading the newspaper and seeing all the wars, gossip, and the latest crazy thing Trump said, he's going to read 10 pages of a good book, right? Just something positive, something instructional, something inspiring that day. Instead of listening to the drive time radio as he commutes into work and listening to all more about the wars, gossip, and and things that are happening in the world, he's going to put in an instructional CD, just something empowering, something instructional. He's going to cut 125 calories out of his diet. That's half a candy bar or a small bowl of cereal. No, no major rash diet. He's going to drink two bottles of water. He's going to park at the back of the parking lot and walk in two extra thousand steps a day. He's going to make a few more calls before calling a day. And he's finally going to make that dang date night with his wife a priority. Okay? That's all he's going to do. If this was your whole New Year's resolution plan, like if this is all you had to do to accomplish all your goals, how many people think that you could do Scott's plan? Yeah, right, it's easy, no big deal. Larry's just going to keep being Larry, as Larry has always been. He's our control group. Brad, now Brad's just going to slip on the other side. Start doing some seemingly small, uh, innocuous, uh, insignificant, poor choices. Here's all Brad's going to do. He's going to munch on a little junk food at the office. You know the chocolate-covered 
uh, pin of M&Ms at the end of the reception desk. He's just going to take a small handful full each day. No big deal, right? He's going to miss a couple of workouts because he's busy, the kids, PTA meeting. He's going to move around a little less because he's sitting at his desk in front of the computer most of the day. He's going to drink Diet Coke instead of water, God forbid. And he's going to skip a prospecting call or two, and he's going to give the cold shoulder to the spouse once or twice throughout the week. Okay, nothing crazy. We're not going to bring in Jerry Springer to film this domestic situation. Just a cold shoulder a couple times throughout the week. Now let's see how this works out over time. Five months down the line, absolutely zero difference in results between these three friends. Ten months down the line, no mathematical change or difference between these three friends. And you can see Scott starting to get frustrated. He's like, oh my God, I'm, I'm reading this book every morning. I'm listening to these CDs. I'm doing this dang date night with my wife every Friday. And look at my buddies. They're just screwing off and we have exactly the same results. You can see how people get faked out. But let's just say he keeps on keeping on. 20 months down the line, 20 months, two years he's been at this discipline. And the differences are subtle, right? Brad can kind of feel it in the belt. He's got to pull it back just one buttonhole. No big deal, right? Uh, at the office, tension is set in. If, if you go out with he and his wife for dinner, you know, you can't really, t you can tell there's some tension under the surface, but you can't really tell above the surface there, right? Just, just slight. It's not for 27 months later that the differences between these three friends are dramatic. Here's how it adds up. Scott, 27 months later, reading 10 pages of a, of a book a day, five days a week, has read 47 books on success and achievement. Do you realize that the average college graduate only reads three books the rest of their life on average? He read 47 on success and achievement. Listen to 465 hours of success and achievement programming. Do you think it's going to change his attitude, his mindset, his philosophy, and thus his behavior, and thus results, right? The 125 calories that he cut out, he lost 33 and a half pounds. When I was with Dr. Oz, he said, we could end American obesity today if everybody just cut 125 calories off their base diet. That's it. He drank 3,700 gallons of water. He took 2,000 steps a day, which meant that he walked 900 miles that he wouldn't have, meaning he lost another 30 pounds. The 124 date nights with his wife, I had photos. He got risque, right? Let's just say. X's and O's up there, right? Victory. The couple extra calls that he made, he made 1,860 calls that he wouldn't have made otherwise if he closed only 3% of those, which means he learned nothing from those books and audio programs. He added on top of his $50,000 a year income an additional $279,000. Now, do you know what his buddies and his peers and competitors say about him? Ah, uh, he's just lucky, right? Larry is like most people in America today. Treading water, falling a little bit further behind, becoming disenchanted, bored, apathetic, passionless, disengaged, and they blamed Obama, right? Now they're blaming Trump. Brad, on the other hand, here's all Brad did over the last 27 months. That 125 calories he added to his diet, I mean, he put on 33 and a half pounds. Missed a couple of workouts, more Diet Coke than water. Now he's got more weight gain, and he's under cardiac arrest danger. Missed a few meetings, made a few less calls. Business and financial emergency on the brink of disaster. And the inattention and cold uh, shoulder to the spouse means that he's, apathy has deeply set in and they're on the brink of divorce. You see, small, seemingly insignificant, positive as well as negative choices can have huge consequences. 
All right, that was Darren Hardy. His website is DarrenHardy.com. You'll find today's entire talk. It's about an hour long. On YouTube, it is called Darren Hardy, The Compound Effect, or make it nice and easy on yourself and subscribe to my YouTube channel at SeanCroxton.com slash YouTube, and you'll find today's talk in the September Quote of the Day show Full Talks playlist. I'll see you tomorrow. I'm out. Peace. Peace.